0: <laughs> Talk motor, chat, moja.
1: Hey, so long, everybody Ringo here go. Beautiful
0: day
1: in LA So
3: Hello everybody, we're open tonight for fun, and so glad to see you here. This is Talk More Talk, a solo Beatles video cast where we discuss the solo careers of John, Paul, George, and Ringo, and occasionally the Beatles as a group, when there's something exciting new to talk about, or old even, at times. Uh, I'm Joe Mayo, and I'm sure a lot of you know my channel already on YouTube, Me, Mr. Mayo, where I have a very a Beatles-centric channel, and I delve into some other things for, for fun and music and some movies occasionally, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we're going to have a good show for you tonight. Uh, before we get to our main topic, though, I'm going to introduce my co-hosts, starting with the author of a couple of books here that I, I was able to dig up to show, in addition to saying <laughs> it, Songs We Were Singing, Guided tours Through the Beatles' Lesser Known Tracks. And fandom and the Beatles, the act you've known for all these years. I'm talking about the Queen of all books, Kit O'Toole. Hello, Kit.
0: Hello, oh wow, you've added yet another. Yeah.
3: Books. I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of I things agree. left. Yeah, yeah we have I don't know. I, there's millions of things we haven't used yet. Also, all like uh, plastic wrap, the Queen, everything. <laughs> and the queen of all scotch tape dispensers any everything all right so we'll get there
0: Uh, hi everybody and and hi everybody out there this is going to be a a great great show tonight i think
3: i agree okay next up he's a half of the two legs mccartney podcast uh he went to see uh, paul recently we're going to talk a little bit about that And uh, he does the show uh, uh, Two Legs, and you can see it different places with his partner, Andy Nichols. I'm talking about Tom Hunyadi, the great Tom Hunyadi.
1: Hi, gang. Good to see you. (laughs) (laughs) It's another Monday night and a great night to hang out with my buds, and uh, I hope you all are doing well. Well,
3: Okay, Tom. Okay, and last but not least, we have our 40-year veteran of Beatles radio and history. (laughs) Has a Beatles radio show syndicated, a weekly show, Every Little Thing. He hosts the Things We Said Today Beatles podcast, one of the co hosts, and also has a Beatles related YouTube channel uh, and interviews a lot of interesting people. We're talking about the show called Ken Michaels Radio, and here he is, Ken Michaels.
2: Hey, Joe. Hey, Tom. Hey, hey Kit. Great hey. to be here. Excited to talk about, well, our main topic topic,
3: which is 30th anniversary, I can't believe that for a second, of Time Takes Time, Ringo Starr, 1992, you know, and uh, this came out on CD uh, and cassette, I think, and only vinyl in certain places did it come out, Mm. Germany, Mexico, Spain, and Brazil. But we're going to discuss that and talk about the album that I just think is a a tremendous album and often overlooked and shouldn't be. We'll get into that. Uh, But before we do, we're going to start with uh, Ken Michaels. And as usual, he's got some news for us. So, okay, uh, Ken, let's
2: find out what's going on. Okay. Well, first of all, it looks like Ringo Starr has received an honorary doctorate from the Berklee College of Music. For their class of 22. Ringo went online to say, Trust me, I'm a doctor. <laughs> music, of course. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> to the class of 2022, Berklee College of Music, who graduated today. Oh, so Peace and love, and my you. thanks for this honorary doctorate degree. You might recall that Paul McCartney also received an honorary doctorate of music, that was at Yale University. And that was back in 2008. And a reminder that Ringo's new tour with the all Stars starts Friday, May 27th. So that's less than two weeks away now. uh, With the first of two dates at the Casino Rama in Ontario. And, uh, well, without an official word, Uh Paul McCartney gave us a teaser in the program book that accompanies his new Got Back Tour. Show it, Tom. Yep. (laughs) (laughs)
1: i was gonna wait but you know (laughs) (laughs) but yeah uh, but go ahead keep going there was a visual with my
2: news (laughs) all supplied by tom well uh in this booklet he says to check out his website PaulMcCarty.com for information on new archival releases from his catalog. So the rumor mill continues with fans speculating that it will be London Town and Back to the Egg, the last two Wings albums. And Paul has been selling coasters on his tour. I what got happened? them coming.
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> That's just not possible. <laughs> uh, they're coming. They're coming. They're on their way. <laughs> okay. So there's coasters that they're selling.
2: And on his website, you can get a set of four for $40, one with London Town, another with Back to the Egg, Mm -hmm. and uh, one for Venus and Mars, and one that's a world map. This no doubt fuels the fire even more for a London Town and Back to the Egg package, much like the recent Wildlife and Red Rose Speedway one. And uh, also, thanks to our listener, Greg Rapa, the digitalbits.com website is described mm-hmm. as the internet's leading source for DVD, Blu-ray, and 4D HD industry. And, and They're saying the revised street date for the for the Beatles' Get Back documentary is now July 12th, but that is subject to change. You're the only ones I've, I've read that have said that so far. There's no official word again, but that's according to this website. Speaking of Get Back, the documentary series just got a nomination for a 2022 MTV Movie and TV Award. It
1: mm-hmm. received
2: a nod for Best Music Documentary Honor. The award will be given out as part of the MTV Movie and TV Awards Unscripted Ceremony. This is a reality-focused spinoff of the original show. Both the 2022 MTV Movie and TV Awards and the MTV Movie and TV Awards Unscripted Will air live from los angeles on june the 5th don't ask me what any of that means i'm all confused
0: i was gonna say okay cool <laughs> cool then
2: Yeah. the new video that was made for george harrison's isn't it a pity take 27 from the archival box set for all things must pass just won two clio awards Hmm. Danny Harrison sent out congratulations to the team called Assembly, that's David Zonshine and Kelly Mahan for their wins. The video received bronze awards in the categories four was one for music videos, the other for animation. Danny says, I sobbed me eyes out the first (laughs) time I saw this mega nice one from Danny. a lot of news here about the Beatles kids. According to chimeramusic.com, the two albums from the Claypool Lennon Delirium featuring Sean Lennon, will be coming out on repressed colored vinyl in stores mm-hmm. May the 20th. Those are for the album South of, Real- or South of Reality, that's the Amethyst Edition, and Monolith of Phobos, Phobos and Demos Moon Editions. I'm sure Tom is is getting
1: ready to. I've that. got both I of them already. The, oh, I was gonna say I could see
0: the gears. <laughs> I, turning no, I mean I've got
1: the, the I've got the, the first pressings. Uh, the wheels are turning <laughs> at all times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a never-ending, uh, never-ending. I don't know what goes you want to call forever. it. Uh, yeah, it just goes on forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and concerning another
2: Lennon, that's Julian. We already know that his new single, Every Little Moment, has been released digitally, as has the B-side called Freedom. And he has a new album called Jude On The Way. Don't have an official release date yet. But he has done two interviews that I know of to promote his new music. One with Elton John, the other with Jordan Runtag. And they're both on Apple Podcasts. Jordan is someone that I've had on my uh, Ken Michaels Radio YouTube channel. Just did a show with him. Um, He's a music journalist and he's written for People, Entertainment Weekly, Rolling Stone, and he's done a lot of um, podcasts on Apple Music. So uh, both Jordan and Elton John both interviewed uh, Julian Lennon just recently. Um, Abbey Road on the River, the annual festival that features primarily Beatles tribute bands from around the world with some special guest speakers, will be running May 26th through the 30th in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Guest performers include Tommy James, The Circle, and The Fab Four. They will also have something called The Love Concert 2.0. To find out more, visit their website at AROTR.com. Finally, some key members of the Beatles family are going out on the road, including Billy J. Kramer. So far, one date at The Cunning Room in New York City. That's on June 6th. I'd be going, Billy. I'm seeing Paul that night. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Got to oh, make no. sure. You know, this goes for 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 Billy J. Kramer, Peter Asher. I'm going to mention here. Don't do shows when when right. Paul and Ringo are giving are giving concerts at the same time. Uh, so again, Billy J. Kramer is at the Cutting Room in New York City on June the sixth. Peter Asher teaming up again with Jeremy Clyde, of uh, Chad and Jeremy, performing at the Kate in Old Sabre, Connecticut. That's on June the 20th. I should be going to that one. That's all the news I got this time.
3: Mm. Uh, Ken, somebody, Christian is asking, uh, Christian Doll is asking, have you ever interviewed Julian?
2: Me? Yes. Yeah, I did um, one time, and that was when his last album came out called Everything Changes. In fact, that interview is on my website, kenmichaelsradio.com. We talked mainly about the new album, and he was great very warm, engaging, went into specific cuts on that album. And Julian is someone who I feel that, and it's even more true now, he's such a a perfectionist at what he does. He's very meticulous about his music. He takes his time with everything. Hey, Mm. it's 11 years since the last album. Everything changes. So we go into depth about that album. And if you want to check it out, it's on my website. It's either on interviews, page three or four. But it's there in its entirety.
3: Well, thank you very much for that question, Christian. Um, Before we start our uh, official show on uh, Time Takes Time, we want to talk a little bit with Tom, who was very lucky. He lives in Arizona, and Paul was not coming to Arizona. But he he managed to get a very nice uh, offer from a friend to... Uh, see Paul. tell us about that.
1: Yeah, it was just crazy 48 hours. Thanks, Joe. But, uh, you know, Thursday, I was, you know, at work in the morning doing my thing, and I started getting texts and phone calls (laughs) from from uh, a gentleman in uh, California who was a fan of our shows and uh, asking me if I wanted to go see, uh, uh, Paul in and, uh, and, and SoFi uh, and he had an extra ticket his wife wasn't going to go so um, you know I called my wife up and you know I you know I'm blabbling. you know all she hears is Paul McCartney and she says I'm still sleeping <laughs> and I'm like okay I'll, 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 come on we'll talk about it when I get home so obviously you know I'll, you know throughout the day I'm just you know, my nerves and excitement are going crazy um, I get home before I even say anything you know Nikki's like Give me a minute and we'll find a plane ticket for you to go to to California. So, you know, she was very understanding and very, uh, you know, um, just uh, excellent helping me uh, get to uh, get a plane ticket and, uh, you know, uh, to go to California. So um, so the next day, yeah, I worked a little bit. Then I flew out. I got in at like 530. Uh, The gentleman, the guy's name is Rick, is Rick, um, Rick Rogers. And he picked me up at LAX. And good thing is, is that the the, uh, arena or stadium was only four miles away. So, but with traffic, you know, it took a while, you know, so, but we got there and, uh, you know, went straight to the merch line and, you know, got some, you know, shirt and then, you know, there's the... uh, the tour book which is absolutely beautiful just a stunning tour book uh you know it goes over the archive editions like you know ken like you were talking about earlier where it you know talks about you know check back on that website uh you know, but uh, nice interview with them uh you know um interviews with the with the band uh, so that's a really nice tour book uh so i definitely recommend that but again it's you know you get there and and you know, last show we, we we you know we were talking about the set list and you know how it needs a, a facelift or whatever you want to call it. But you know, again, when that show starts, it's you know all the criticism you know about the voice and about the set list. It just goes out the window, and you're in the moment and you're having a great time everybody else is having a great time <laughs> you know this this the sofi stadium was just massive you know you just you know do a three six three eighty 380 or whatever and it's just you know you, you just take it all in and it, and it's incredible i you know i saw them in 93 in detroit we had pontiac Silverdome. that was where the football team uh, uh played and again it's just it's just a massive massive stadium and it was the same thing here uh, you just don't believe how big it is until you're actually there you know so but uh, but yeah but you know when he was doing let it be everybody had their flashlights on and their phone and it was all up you know so you know i got a shot of you know around the whole stadium and it was just really really something to see but um you know listen i'll be straightforward with you guys he struggled in certain places you know but he has for a few years now. We know this, okay? Um, but the backing band—I mean, the band—is there. they are backing vocals. They help, you know, with that. You know, the—the the addition of the horns from—from the—you uh, know, 2019 are even more amped up this time. You know, at least that's what it—you know—appeared to me. And and Kit, you know, I text you that—you know—that word that we won't say uh, here right now. But... I was excited. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> But, um, you know, highlights, you know, Junior's Farm, you know, Let Him In, um, 1985. Um, Now, here's the thing, you know, he does You Never Give Me Your Money, okay? Now, he doesn't start it off with the actual You Never Give Me Your Money. He goes right into the uh, out-of-college money spent bit and then into, yeah, it's really weird. You know, he doesn't actually do you never give me your money, just like I said, right into out of college money spent and then you know the one sweet dream part, and then he melody you know he, then they go right into uh, she came into the bathroom window, which you guys might like hopefully you guys like how they do that but it was kind of really weird, you know, not hearing that first you know you never give me your money Bart, so I don't know why they chose to do that, but he does say, you know, this is the first time we ever did this part, you know, live, which I, you know, I don't know if that's 100% accurate or not, but I don't know. No,
2: yeah. but if you did, you never give me your money in, was it 2005 or 2003? Right.
1: Yeah, but did they he go with into- him on the
2: keyboard? Right. It, and he, he made it sound like he couldn't remember the words.
0: Oh, you yeah. Know, he i did remember that at that. every
2: concert, you know, it was, right. all, it was all staged that way. But that particular <clears throat> section of the song he was performing, right? But was this and, the whole you know, band doing the doing the song from scratch? Or was it was. Yeah, behind?
1: yeah. The whole band okay. was on stage doing. Yeah, doing that. Yeah. Um, and like I said, he goes into "You Never Give." You, uh, or sorry, she came in through the bathroom window, which it was. That was great too. That was the first time I got to see him do that as well. So that was a, a big highlight. Um, Tom, yeah, you, go ahead. You didn't see the tour when he did too many people going into no. Did, Okay, no, I didn't see. I I think that was 2005, was it maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Well, the first time he did too many people, I remember being 2005, yeah, for all the Wings fans, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) but, um, um, but I'll tell you though, uh, you know, because I mean, I I talked about this the other night on the two legs thing, but you know, again, we 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 criticize sized or we just you know said what we said about something and you know yeah we wish he would do something else but it's still so moving and emotional when he does that and this is the third time I've seen him do it now and it's not any less emotional when he does it and it's still as powerful as the first time we saw that arrangement on the concert for George you know so it's um you know again it's very very powerful still um, you know, the the um I've got a feeling bit, you know, was really cool. Um Ken, you'll like it because it's just John's image. You know, they don't go off into the <laughs> onto the street, you know. <laughs> it's just <laughs> you know, it's 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 just John. So that's that's really good. Um, you know, the court, where, did you know, they, I, you, where did they get that from? Yeah,
3: just because you know, I was thinking Peter Jackson yeah. somebody, yeah, I know yeah. I know Peter Jackson, but I mean there's not a shot of John through the whole thing like that by himself that we've seen anywhere and, right. any, and let it be or and get back just John straight right. through so i'm finding that interesting that there's another angle or something camera. yeah
1: and it's yeah and it's all it's all up close image of John's face you know singing yeah. and uh you know when it's over he goes uh you know peter jackson contacted me and it said i could give you an isolated john you know vocal for that song and he's like uh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so you obviously Paul was really, really excited about that. Um, live and Let Die. So we were sixth row um, for this and we were off to the side on sixth row. But again, when Live and Let Die comes on and, and you I mean, you actually I actually felt the flames. You know, it was just so powerful. Ooh. Yeah, it was like hot. <laughs> I thought some of your hair was missing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think Don't I got... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, it was just like, yeah, I mean, it was just <laughs> the, to experience all the flames and the fireworks that up close was was simply amazing, you know, and I see, wh- you know, why people might dish out the big bucks to sit that close because it is, a, it's a whole nother experience being that close. I'm telling you, wow. it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, and then... The, the the thing was, is then, you know, then he goes, I've got a feeling it's a birthday in Helter Skelter. OK, so he's shredding his vocals. OK, so then the the last three songs, you know, Golden Slumbers, you know, I, we know what's coming. And I'm going to myself, how is he going to pull off Golden Slumbers after just shredding his vocals for the last three songs? And I was amazed that he did it. Hmm. I mean he it didn't he didn't struggle at all with the, the you know once there was a way I mean he did, it sounded wow. really smooth I was actually I was really shocked and I would be honest with you guys if it sounded like crap mm-hmm. you know he he pulled it off maybe I'm amazed we yeah. were you know Rick and I we were staring at ourselves going did he just pull it off you know because we were just amazed you know it was 10 yeah. times better than that that poor saturday night live performance oh, you know
0: that was, that was painful yeah now. and
1: i i said you know the you know from from 14 19 and, and 22 now this was the best performance of maybe mma's he's he's done in those three um times that i saw him i i, wow. I mean he, he you know it was an 85 percent you know job from paul it was really yes. really good And like like I said before, this isn't, you know, it's, unfortunately, it's not 72 Paul, it's not 76 Paul, it's not 89 Paul, it's not 2005 Paul, but he sounded, I was really happy with the way he sounded, and I thought his voice was a lot stronger than it was in 2019 and 2014, the last two times I saw him.
0: And you were saying, don't pay attention to the cell phone
1: footage that people have been right. posting. Right, yeah, exactly, YouTube. yeah, yeah. I mean, the the footage, cause I have heard a couple and, you know, it doesn't sound great, um, but when you're actually there and you hear it, it's a whole different thing, you know?
3: Yeah, so, I noticed that too. Uh, from, yeah. From uh, MetLife Stadium in right 2016, I think it was. It sounded really great in the stadium, but when I watched some of the clips on YouTube, yeah you're not there right. it's a little different right
1: It's yeah. a different thing and then you know i was finally sitting down you know with the golden slumbers thing and and again it's you're watching him do it and and it's coming to the end and you can't help to think that this could be the last time i've ever i ever see paul live and that was really why i wanted to you know do this you know <laughs> and uh getting emotional again but i I really didn't want to miss this opportunity because it you know it it could be the last and yes he did say you know see he he did say i'll see you next time Mm -hmm. you know but you don't know you don't know
0: yeah Yeah. now i do have
1: one question what was the beer run song You know, to be honest with you, I wasn't paying attention I, to mm-hmm. people leaving, you know, I was just focused on, on, the, on the stage and, and mm-hmm. the big screens, you know, that's all I was oh, paying sure.
3: attention to, you mm-hmm. know,
1: and then obviously I took the shot of people, you know, with the cell phone lights, you know, for yeah. Let It Be, you know, yeah. which was kind of cool, but I didn't, because I was so up close, I really didn't get to see, you know, people coming and going that's you know? true
0: yeah you were yeah. you were in a different spot yeah
1: that's true yeah but you know i'm sure it's it's, it's the same you know whether it's you know my valentine or or Fu you or something somebody <laughs> people don't it. know you know so but you know me. yeah yeah but it was again it was an amazing time and i would be honest if it wasn't <laughs> you know mm-hmm. but again i was just so pleasantly surprised with with his voice and, you know, and, but again, you know, I'm over that. It's not going to be, you know, what it was never, it's never going to be what it was again. And I'm over that. I'm fine with it. Again, it's just a set list that I have the problem with, but again, it's a great time. And I really hope that it's it's you guys you know you know ken and joe at the you know and andy going to the to the met life i i really hope it's you get that same experience that you know that i got because i was just you know tickled pink throughout the whole show and kit i you know i hope you go and, and get to uh you know experience it as well
0: i'm thinking about it <laughs> now i'm really thinking yeah. about it
2: <laughs> right i just wanted to bring up uh a few things yeah i i've noticed this time out i know it's so far it's just the first leg it's it's only a mm-hmm. certain number of dates but he's really spacing out the concerts more so and, resting yeah. his voice and that right really
1: help him right out. idea. right and i will say that one of the things i was really disappointed about was was the fact that he's switching out women and wives you know, you know every other you know uh show and You know, I'm the kind of guy that I do like to see new songs played um, at, you know, these legendary acts shows. If they've got new material, I want to hear a couple of those songs live, Um, you know, and although I love Let Them In, I'll listen to Let Them In live, you know, because, you know, (laughs) he had the trombone going and, you know, the horns going, you know, I listen to that live (laughs) all the time, but I would have really liked to have heard Women and Wives live, you know
2: i'm the same way i've also noticed you know almost every day i see an article written about paul and one of these concerts Mm -hmm. every single review is glowing yeah i have not seen one bad review right and this is even before covid you know the recent tours everybody is just so they're they're so impressed by what he can pull off Mm -hmm. and um yes there are there's the occasional mention of his voice being strained but there's so much respect given to him and right mm-hmm. that here he is almost 80 and he's able to do this for two and a half to three hours right so who
1: else has a catalog this great that's the thing that's that's the thing you know it's it's definitely the catalog i mean it's the 60 year you know catalog that he has that you know people i mean well it's really that that first 10 years that people really you know want to hear uh, in my opinion you know but uh, again it's 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 and he was really energetic you know I've, I've heard some people say at the at the um oakland show that he wasn't that he just seemed like he was throwing it in but with this show i mean he was really you know into it and very energetic and very talkative and just seems like he was having a great time you know so again it was just all around a, a really good show um you know debbie uh debbie cox was saying yeah she was there and uh, uh i wish she would have messaged me maybe we could have said hi but uh, but um yeah it was just there was just so many people there, you know? yeah but great how time. Many so, yeah, exactly. how many people yeah exactly i think so there's many a people. lot more people than,
2: than we realize that want to hear stuff beyond right but yeah those very same people are still going to see paul anyway yeah, right. oh, and still and getting- that's
1: the yeah. thing, you know, when we had that, um, when we had Joan on for that first uh, review we did after the first show, it's like that was her 68th time, you know, seeing him. And she was said, yeah, I would like to see a new set list, but you know, it's still a great time, you mm-hmm. know, and, and it was, I, you know, I echo that sentiment, it, it's still a great time. I mean, you're not going to not know any, I mean, people like us, we're not going to not know any songs, you know, gonna, <laughs> You know, we're going to know everything sure. he plays, you know, sure. so, but I, you know, you guys are going to have a great time. Now I'm not telling people out there, if you're, if you're like determined to not go, don't, don't, because you want to have a good time, but if you're on the fence, you know, go have a great, t- you'll have a great time, you know. Okay, okay, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, we're going. We're going. I know, you're conv- yeah.
0: you've convinced me. All right, I, all right. Listen,
1: it's... Uh, I, and you I know. have to
0: mention, uh, Blatu Bear, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, mentions Wrigley Field in 2011. There were no beer mm. runs because the beer came to the crowd. Yes, indeed. I was uh, at that show. Uh, nice. And it was also hotter than hell it was that <laughs> show i have i don't know i i don't know if i've been to a show that was hot as hot mm-hmm. as that show was i mean right. paul and we all were drenched by the end of that show I bet. god bless him he powered through it
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was a great show he's a pro yeah he is yeah. I do, Absolutely. I do wonder since you mentioned live and let die and the heat felt. Yeah what mm-hmm. it must be like for Paul and the band on stage. While oh, on
1: stage. Yeah. Forget about it. It's, it's like another, add another 50 degrees to already how it is inside, but it was, it was actually kind of cool um, inside hmm. um, the stadium, you know, hmm. I mean, at one point, you know, like halfway through I actually put on the hoodie that I bought and I put it on, you know, cause it, you know, it was even, a, it was a little chilly, you know? So, but again, it's California, it's at night, so it gets cool there at night, you know. So, um, but yeah, go hmm. have a good time, please. Oh, okay, <laughs> I think I'll go, we, yeah. We'll, we'll yeah, works
3: out well. And hopefully, yeah. when I go, hopefully, there's a visit for, yeah, but Paul's I, yeah, birthday. and I
1: will say, and I will say though, too, one last thing, um, if you're gonna go. Go early because the merch, and I'll, I'll, you know, Robert, don't go Robert's early here, to the new,
3: to the New Jersey yeah, show.
1: Right, right. Go late <laughs> because let, until Joe gets what he wants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but,
3: right.
1: But you know, if you're somebody that you know needs an extra large shirt, those 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 tend to go pretty quick. Um, you know, so doors usually open at six. Try to get there as soon as you can because I was actually in line between two different lines for an out for that first hour I was there. Um, I was actually in line. Uh, waiting uh, to get what I wanted, and that's how long it took. So yeah.
2: By the way, uh, I made it a point not to watch anything on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Even though I know the set list, but just yeah. so I know, was there any? What he usually has the half hour music mix before the concert. Yes. The yes. Album? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yep. Okay. Yep. That's there. And again, I think there was a couple uh, different new mixes in there. So um, you know, that was a yeah. That was a really good. Um, you know, that's always a fun time. You know, people are like, oh, he doesn't need an out. He doesn't need an opening act. You know, he's just mm-hmm. got so much music that that DJ is there is playing, you know, all of his music already and getting the crowd, getting the crowd pumped up, um, you know, and excited to, you know, excited for Paul to come on. And then that half hour bit where it's kind of, just kind of like the, uh, you know, you're just climbing up like one tall building, <laughs> you know, and he was, they're just playing all those different mixes. Yeah. That's a great time too. Uh, no, they, they still had those coasters, uh, Steve and actually somebody from the oakland show um i asked him if he wouldn't mind getting me the set so i'm just waiting on him to send me time t- I, t- know. T- time. Tom. Tom. I know
3: time tom i know i know that i know because i didn't Let's know if i was Ringo gonna show. go or Let's not
1: go. so so a buddy sent me the coaster so okay i'm gonna make a wardrobe change and you guys have a good time <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah oh it was going so anyway, I'm going to talk nice and slow. See, that's the way to do it. No, <laughs> uh, well, thank, thank you for that very, very informative uh, uh, recap of Paul's uh, show there, Thomas. All right. So while uh, waiting for a minute while George changes his guitar.
1: Oh, my God. That was fast. (laughs) Thank you for turning And as Paul says, that will be the only wardrobe change. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, and he did take a sip. He did take a sip of uh, whatever it was that he took a sip of. So he did drink something. I did see him actually drink. Wow. All right. You do admit to that.
3: Yes. Okay. Now, for our regular uh, show topic for tonight, uh, we were going to be Talking about uh, Time Takes Time, the 10th album from Ringo Starr. And the album was released May 22nd, 1992 in the U.S. And June 29th of 92 in the U.K. Boy, it seems like only yesterday to me. You know, it's, it's amazing to think that it's 30 years ago. Uh, I think next week or uh, so. Wow. But... Uh, this this album was released on private music. You know, Ringo had trouble getting labels. We know right. that kind of story that, that had happened with Ringo before. Um, and uh, a lot of producers on this album. Don Was, Jeff Lynn, Peter Asher, Phil Ramone, and a plethora of musicians, yes. uh, and the singers, vocalists. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I was looking them up. Really too many to, 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 to name, I think. Yeah. But among uh, the highlights, Brian Wilson, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. some harmonies, Harry Nielsen, right? Um, and also uh, the start of Ringo's collaboration with Mark Hudson mm-hmm. as, as well. And, uh, you know, I always thought this is kind of like a comeback album. Uh, sometimes I don't like using that. But for Ringo, I mean, his last album before this was old wave uh, nine years before that which had only gotten released in, I think Canada and Germany I think Germany you know, yeah. you know, you know the only two places and he because you know, he was having trouble with labels and you know he had fallen into uh, bad alcoholism uh, you know in the 70s and so although you know Ringo admitted that you know he probably his whole life but it really took took a toll uh, a lot in the in the 70s Uh and this album is the first new studio album that Ringo did following the success of Ringo's first all-star band tours, mm-hmm. which was pretty, pretty cool. First you know, studio work. But I mentioned about the alcoholism. And what's really important is that it's Ringo's first album following his sobriety, you know, and uh, he's been uh, doing a great job sober since 1988. Ringo's never, you know, we know this, he's never looked better. You know, he looks so youthful and he's so healthy looking and everything. And uh, bravo for the for Ringo putting out this album. And for me, I mean, I felt like he really, really tried with this album. He really wanted it to be a good album. And he got a mm. lot of good support uh, and a lot, just a lot of good songs, too, on it. You know, 10 songs on it. And I like the whole album pretty much of this one. I mean, there's one or two, not as much, but that's quibbling. I, I, I love this album. And for me, without a doubt, I always tell my, my um, viewers on my channel, Mean Mr. Mayo, that uh, if you want to hear a really good Ringo album, try Time Takes Time. You know, for me, mm-hmm. yep. uh, it's right up there, right after his self-titled 73 <clears throat> Ringo classic album. I put this as the second one. And uh, before I continue, I always say this with the Ken. I've said this before. I remember, you know what I'm going to say, right? I loved it. Before I, you know, personally knew Ken, you know, I knew of him. But I was watching the Donahue show, I think in 95. And uh, he was in the audience and he asked Ringo a question. And he said, hey, this, I really like this album. I think it's one of the best
2: albums you've done. And I, Ringo appreciated that. Yeah. That was a big highlight for me. A wow. well, number <laughs> of people that we know were in the audience there and asking questions.
1: Wasn't wow. Roseney there too?
2: Charles Rosene was there. He asked the question yeah. too. Huh. Oh, very cool. Very, very cool. cool. All right. So I had my wife. The only thing. To I'm <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. No, I had my wife next to me. We
3: weren't married oh. Yet, yet. Oh, okay. cool. Well, Life to, life to be, maybe, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, Ringo was, was always extremely open, and all the, he did a lot of publicity, mm-hmm. and uh, he was very open about, you know, in 92, a uh, time of the album coming out, you know, talking about, uh, you know, what he, he went through his struggles with substance abuse and stuff. He was very vocal about that. He's very proud of, of, I think, the album and starting his all-star band and all all the good things that were happening to him. All right. Uh, Unfortunately, which we'll get to later more, I've always been very disappointed though, that despite this being an exceptional effort that it failed to chart, you know, and that's not because of the product, you know, not at all. You know, I think, you know, Ringo probably a lot of people still weren't giving him a chance at this point, still maybe, they remembered maybe the publicity wasn't as good as it could have been as
2: strong any ideas out there uh crew or what, what you you think well part of the reason is because he was on a label private music which was a small independent label and i'm sure they didn't have that much money to spend in promotion and um their history was they had a lot of instrumental music a lot of new age music that they were known for and they were just starting to get more into mainstream artists like Taj Mahal, I think Ravi Shankar mm. as well, but um, yeah, we've talked many times here on this show about radio being the primary way to promote music, and as artists get older, their music doesn't get played to a younger audience that buys most of the music. Now, that's not to say that this couldn't have done well if it didn't have uh, a bigger record company with more clout and spending more money in promotion because if I had been, if I had any say in the matter judging by other veteran artists of the time like Elton John or Rod Stewart or Eric Clapton who were doing very well on the adult contemporary charts which is an older audience, I would have pitched the songs to that format of radio like Weight of the World. Or, you know, if In a Heartbeat was released as a single, which it should have been. Um, you know, so many songs from this album would fit that format. But, you know, as we've come to learn, not you can have a strong album that doesn't sell well at all. You mm-hmm. can have a weak album that sells very well if it's promoted well. <laughs> so, um, you know, this is definitely, I agree with you, Joe. I think it's the best album he made after the Ringo album. And it should have done so much better. And the hands of another record company, maybe it might have. But maybe. the top 40 stations of the time wouldn't touch Ringo anyway. But no. it's all contemporary. Yeah.
3: Well, uh, I have this comment here I'd like to read that I just noticed by Daniel Reinhold says, I have to thank you guys and gal uh, for this one. Gave up on his albums after Stop and Smell the Roses. Discovered your podcast a few months ago. Heard all the love for this, so got it bloody brilliant there you, know. you go hey and excellent. i'm always recommending this album i've heard a lot of people say oh thanks a lot yeah you're right this is good right. so you know mm-hmm. i have to say this in the front because you know ringo is underrated a lot by even beatle fans you know and uh i always say this you know you can't go wrong with the ringo album uh you can't go wrong if you get the uh, album photograph the best of ringo is yeah like, that's you a good know, one a good sampling of, of his career and this album <laughs> if you could, if you want to stop there at least do that you know because I think you'll be happy all yeah, right absolutely and uh, all right Ken you mentioned uh weight of the world in there and that's the first single um whew, I loved it I thought it was such a great commercial song had that been released earlier in his career, you know, that would have been a big a big hit. Uh what a shame. Um, you know, and it had uh, uh Brian Wilson on on uh, I think he was on back in vocals or, or harmonies. Also mm-hmm. jellyfish mm-hmm. Jellyfish was
2: yeah I think Brian was
3: Wilson. On, no. um in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat well, I thought both. Well,
2: okay. I got the I without, it back.
3: Do me a favor, cut this out, will you this part? <laughs> <laughs> So no I brian
2: wilson is not on way to the world
1: oh okay no the, the jellyfish guys are on the uh oh way okay uh mm. so
3: uh, we'll cut this out anyway, all right no, I'm, <laughs> just, I'm, you, I'm just kidding thank you very much okay. all right um anyway um so let's talk about the single for you know the single first way to the world we'll go around kit let's start with you
0: i absolutely loved this song from the moment i heard it Um i i You know, by the time when this came out, I was in college. And so by this time, you know, I was really into the Beatles. I was starting to get in, you know, I I was into certainly the solo stuff. I wasn't as into Ringo solo at this point, but Weight of the World really won me over. I mean, I, I just loved it. I remember seeing the video on uh, VH1, you know, back when they played music, remember that? And, uh, <laughs> and the video did get some airplay on, on that. But, um, and, and I think some stations like in Chicago, uh, WXRT, um, which uh, Terry Hemmert who uh, hosts the uh, Chicago uh, Fest for Beatles fans uh, uh, played that. Um, sh- uh, that just grabbed me. I love, it's definitely Beatlesque. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, from the very yeah. start, even as a little birds kind of uh, mm-hmm. sound to it. But uh, but it's not cutesy about it. You know, it just has the right amount of, of a quality to it. But what I love is, I mean, the lyrics are mm-hmm. just so meaningful, particularly where Ringo was at that point. You know, it's yeah. like that as you as you mentioned, Joe, I mean, you know, he had come out of rehab. Was rebuilding his career, kind of rebuilding his, his life in a way, and singing, you know, about in this about you know letting go of the past, you know, unburdening yourself. Uh, I love the line, "You either kiss the future or the past goodbye." Yeah. Wow. I
1: Meanwhile,
0: mean, oh, I... I mean, it's just you know, and I also love how in the beginning he's addressing you know, first addressing, you know, the yeah. the woman, you know, saying, you know, I know you've been used, but then in the second verse, I know I've been used. And then in the third, we've all been abused. You mm-hmm. know, so it's like he's making it a universal kind of experience. Right. So I I just you know, so while the the music is very upbeat. I mean if you weren't paying attention to the lyrics, you would think, oh, this is a very bouncy, fun pop song. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very meaningful, the the lyrics are quite meaningful. I think Ringo's voice is very strong on this. Um, And uh, Don was produced it. I'm a big fan of Don was loved was not was too. Um, (laughs) And, uh, and I I just uh, thought that what a great single, one of his best.
3: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Tom, uh, do you remember when you first heard this or? Yeah, it, it was around the same you?
1: time. No, it's around the same time. I remember seeing the video on uh, on VH1 as well. Uh, I did get the album or the CD, I should say. And, you know, like you, kid, I I, I love those that that opening the, the opening verse. I mean, in a way, it's kind of lennon esque in a while, these lyrics. I mean, mm-hmm. they are, you know, pretty powerful and, and, and raw and you know, uh, dealing with, uh, dealing with family. And and like you said, you know, I've been used, you know, you know we've all been used. I mean, that's, that's Lennon S too. I mean, he does that in a few of his songs as well. Um, you know, so I really, this was like, you know, a, a staple of Ringo's career. I mean, I wish he would play the song live, you know, I mean, this, this song should be something that he plays, for all of his tours (laughs) you know it's just it's just that good of a song i mean and this was perfect this was a perfect uh opening single for for ringo for a comeback album comeback single uh with the 74 in the uk so maybe a little bit of uh you know didn't do well obviously but in like like ken said i mean older acts weren't getting played on the radio unfortunately i mean it was very very rare that you know, someone maybe like a Tom Petty would get through on, on pop radio or, or, you know, every once in a while, Rod Stewart and Elton John or Eric Clapton would, would, would break through with the, with this track. But, you know, no one would expect Ringo to do a, to have a, such a strong album, yeah. you know, and a strong opening song like this. And yeah, you know, unfortunately um, maybe a small label, like you said, Ken, just didn't have the, the funds to really, you know, you know, push push this album, which is just too bad. Because that is a great opening track. Yeah.
2: It's also very hard to bounce back when you haven't had airplay for a very long time. Right. True. your new music. So the last big hits that Ringo had, depending upon what you consider big. <laughs> mean, my my you the know, song was a right. number three hit and that was 1975 when it charted. And then if you want to consider a dose of rock and roll, which mm. went to 26, or rack my brain, which went to 38. I just remember right. Yeah. right. But you know, it's still a long time since he had a major hit. And still he hasn't had one since right. Really, if he go going top ten, the no-no song.
1: Right. Yeah, you should I, mention too I, that this was his second attempt at a comeback too, because in eighty seven, you know, there were those, you know, those Memphis sessions too. Uh, mm-hmm. however, if, I mean if that was gonna be attempt at a country album, you know that probably wouldn't have any legs to stand on either, you know? Uh-huh. Even yeah, though I, as much I, as we would love to see so. him do a country album, you know? Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, you know, there, there are bootlegs of some right. of the songs, and mm. they don't sound that good.
0: Mm. Mm.
2: You know, right. He, he was still having problems with his alcohol right. at the time, exactly. And, yeah. shows and, you know, Ringo didn't want it out. But, mm. you look at now, there are people who wish Ringo would make right. a country album. It seems mm-hmm. to be, like, yeah. Everybody's top list. Yep, that yeah. do such a thing, but mm.
1: I yeah. think
3: that's the only way. Yeah, uh, uh, back to uh, talking about live and stuff like that with ringo ringo doing it live way to the world i remember him being on the arsenio hall show yep. promoting it because ringo always liked to do that right he would he would go out with the whole bands you know and in this case mm-hmm. do do the song which i thought was great you know seeing him mm-hmm. perform with the, the all summer nils lofgren i think was there joe walsh he had everybody with him i think for that yeah um, yeah and it was really it was really nice well ken of course, you know, I know what you, you like me, you know, we're, we're the two oldest ones here. Uh, I mean, this, this is, the 1992 is, not you know, so long ago for Tom and Kit, you know, as far as like when, you know, when they were growing up, but I, I saved you for last on this, because you obviously, you remember vividly the deal with this coming out. And what was your feeling about it? Way of the world. The whole I thought it was, and-
2: I thought it was a great single then a great song then. If anything, I love the song 10 times more today than I did when it first came out. I do think it's not only one of his best singles, it's one of his best songs, period. You know, the way that it starts with that with that guitar sound, very Beatles or birds-ish, you know? Very mid-60s. You know, there's, there are certain songs on this album that do sound very Beatlesque without going overboard, which sometimes Mark Hudson would have the tendency to do, but there's a lot less of it here. Nothing against Mark Hudson. I always praise Mark Hudson's work with Ringo, but I've always loved Weight of the World. It's very infectious, a great chorus. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. like, because of the the actual lyrics and the message, I'm thinking of Carry That Weight. (laughs) You know, it's kind of like the same thing in a way, only far more elaborate in the lyrics of this song, and like you said, Kit, Ringo's vocals are great. They're perfect for the song. You know, if this album came out right after Ringo
0: <laughs> or yep.
2: Goodnight Vienna, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. It done, it would have done it. I think it would have been, you know, a top 10 album. It would have continued. Oh yeah. The same line. Yep. So the timing is just so important for something like that. But agreed. Way to the world yeah, would have pro- been a big hit if it had followed, yeah. you know, only you and the no-no song. But of course, a lot
3: of the, 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 the topics here, some of the topics like uh, which we'll get to some different songs, like don't go where the road don't go. Mm-hmm. I mean, that song can only be a reflection of, of Ringo coming clean and everything, mm. which is one of my favorite songs on the album. So we're going to we're going to talk a little about that, too, like highlights what songs that we really enjoy from here. And uh, so, Tom, what do you think? What, uh, what's some of your favorites or maybe ones? If you don't care for some,
1: you know, it's fine. Well, what do you think? I mean, I guess the, the better question is, is what song don't you care, really care about on this album? Because <laughs> there's only one, you know, for what me. What goes around and in Runaways? No, no, actually. Yeah, Runaways for me is just the only song that really, I mean, it fits okay. Um, maybe I just don't like his vocal approach on the song um maybe that i mean but musically it's it's fine um but it it just got a different feel it's not as bouncy i think as the rest of the as rest of the the songs are but it's it's still okay song but um golden blunders for me is 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 a highlight i um you know, I, I really like that track, and you know, I'm listening to, it and it's almost kind of way in my theme song in a way because you know, I always get in the way when I shouldn't. To I, you know, say things I probably, you know, you know, shouldn't Sometimes. say at, at times. You know, so it's it's definitely uh, one of those reflecting songs. Um, but uh, all in name of love, I love. I mean, I, yeah, the the nine of the ten songs I just think are great Ringo songs and. Any of them could have been a, any of those nine songs could have been the follow up single if if it if you know if it was allowed to, you know if if um way of the world would have done better you know and if there was a, a follow up single I think any of those nine would have been I don't believe you with the with jellyfish I think is just yeah, fantastic yeah. Is that's fantastic. Beatles too you know
3: there's some yeah. Beatles touches on here for people
1: that, you know, right. like
3: not us necessarily, but people that are like, well, well, I like like it to right. sound like the Beatles, you know. Well, right. You know, some um, sound sound-alike stuff so on here.
1: Right. Um, don't know a thing about love. I love the it's a great catchy chorus on that one and a great nice guitar solo from Mark Goldenberg. Um, all in the name of love, again, guitar solo by Mark Thompson is great. Um, after all these years is uh just Ringo and Jeff Lynn, you know, and that's and that's that's I wish that was kind of like what uh what um kind of something closer to what you know on on flaming pie they would have done with paul for really love you i wish i mean i wish kind of wish it was kind of more you know upbeat like like that um you know i don't believe you um again i already said in a heartbeat um you know diane warren was this the first song she wrote for uh for ringo yeah um i believe yeah, so I, yeah, in a, in a very again in a nice chorus he sings this well um, you know it's just I think it's a great tune for Ringo. Um, you know so again it's just it's just one highlight after another for me and again it's the only song that really just doesn't work for me is is runaways. Um, but I mean this whole album is a highlight <laughs> so that's why I just yeah, like it's um,
3: good good rec- good record yeah. as they
1: say
0: yeah
2: all right uh, Ken you? Well, I like every song on this album, Mm -hmm. truthfully. No, really. um, The argument can be made, uh, certainly after the Ringo album, that we've talked about albums like Ringo the Fourth and Bad Boy, and all the solo Beatle albums, to me, have worthwhile material on them. But how many of them are consistently strong all the way through? Mm -hmm. This is an album that's like that. Ten cuts, they're all very good. I get the feeling that because if you read there were extra songs that were recorded or attempted and I get the feeling that Ringo said these are the 10 best and that's it Mm -hmm. you know he really I look at this album as being the start of Ringo's renaissance Mm -hmm. Uh, following that up with the albums with Mark Hudson which I think were really great and then even after Mark Hudson the big difference is, I feel that Ringo really started to put the effort in. You know, there, there's a feeling that you get after, well, certainly after Goodnight Vienna, um, that there are certain really great songs on those late 70s albums from Ringo, but there's some filler there. It's kind of like, let's wrap the album up. I got enough good songs on there. As long as I have 10 songs, I'm happy. But that's not what I get with Time Takes Time. Mm. I think he really chose this material. He said, these are the 10 best songs that I've got and I'm going with them. And they all work. And every single song is strong. I could definitely hear in a heartbeat as a single. And heartbeats, another one kind of like what I say about ballroom dancing being the greatest single Mm. that never was. In a heartbeat is like the greatest Ringo song that wasn't a single. Mm. That um, really has a, a 60s feel to it. And Brian Wilson is on it. And it does have like a Beach Boys feel to me. I always think of Don't Worry Baby, <laughs> whatever yeah. I hear it in a
3: heartbeat.
0: It's got
2: that kind of vibe to it. And Diane Warren, she's one of the most successful female songwriters of the last 30 years or so. And she also wrote Tears mm-hmm. um, to the Nights. Right. recently on the, the EP for Ringo. And um, it's it really works. It's one of the catchiest songs incredible chorus. I don't know how anybody who hears in a heartbeat can't think that it's one of the best songs that Ringo has ever done. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. um, no, I've been impressed with the, with this whole album, and, and probably what impresses me the most is that you have four different producers, and with the exception of the two Jeff Lynne songs, you can't tell what what's a Don Waz song and what's a Phil Ramone song and what's a Peter Asher song because there's a real consistent sound throughout the whole thing and um you know song after song after all these years it's fantastic it's just Ringo and Jeff Lynn and nobody else oh.
0: mm-hmm. and that's because
2: Jeff Lynn is a one-man band to himself yeah <laughs> like Paul is but um there's so many great songs all throughout this album all in the name of love I could see as a single, mm-hmm. oh, definitely what goes around is a great closing song yeah and in the very beginning, the only song I had a, had trouble with was Runaways, kind of like you, Tom. Um, That's still my, but least favorite, my least favorite. Yeah. It, it's kind of like one of those songs like We Didn't Start the Fire, you know, constant, mm. you know, and not really melodic, just talking your way through the song. Right, but, right. Um, the message in the song is really strong and the lyrics of that song are really strong.
1: Mm-hmm. And the
2: lead guitar solo in there was fantastic. Um, sometimes they list two guitarists on the track and I'm not sure right. which one in the lead guitar work but um no this this album is really solid all the way through there's one thing that's really important for me to bring up with this album why it's even more special to me mm-hmm. one of the few complaints i ever make about ringo is that throughout his solo catalog up to this point where the drumming is concerned there are almost always two drummers mm-hmm. right? Ringo and Jim Keltner, Ringo and Steve Gad. Right. This album, it's just Ringo. Ringo. So on previous albums, if you have two drummers, I'm thinking to myself, what's Ringo playing? What's Jim Keltner playing? My ears mm-hmm. can't pick up and tell the difference, you know. But here, you know it's Ringo. So I appreciate the album so much for that. And you really get to hear, you know, a lot of his drumming is just what's what's perfect for the song. And you know a Ringo Phil when you hear it. Mm-hmm. so yeah. there's so many great things to say about this album but most of all it's just the effort was really put in and it shows um on all mm-hmm. 10 songs as far as i'm concerned this, the most yeah, i agree story. about the effort for sure all right
3: kate you're up what do you think
0: yeah i mean first of all yeah absolutely i think ringo's voice throughout just is so strong on on this i mean really um i think best he, he sounded in, in, you know, a long time. I mean, these songs mm-hmm. just suited him, his range. Um, the drumming, as you mentioned, Ken, uh, was, was just stellar. And I like how all the producers uh, on this album really knew how to, how to showcase those drums and sound. I mean, some of them had some reverb, but it wasn't too much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were, there were some, uh, tracks that had a little more reverb on them, but it was just to add some more power and it was, you know, very deliberate. And, uh, and so it didn't bother me, you know, that, that there was some more reverb. It just was, you know, just some pounding, uh, mm-hmm. you know, powerful drumming on there. So it was just great, uh, to hear, uh, Ringo, uh, do that again. Um, I have to agree with, um, with you guys on uh, Runaways Uh, that was probably one of my least favorite tracks and to me it was like the instrumentation was fine Uh, Mm -hmm. as you said the the um, guitar solo great Mm -hmm. I think for me it was I just don't think Ringo was in that case the right singer for that song Mm -hmm. I wanted to hear like a like a like a like a hard rock vocal i feel like that needed a and i was trying to think like i don't know sammy hagar or something like that i was trying to think of like a like a hard rock you know vocal like i just felt like it needed something like that rather than than ringo it's just you know nothing nothing against ringo at all i just didn't think it, it it was the right song for his voice that was the main thing that that Bothered me about it, um, and the only other songs that I'm not as crazy about, and you guys are gonna throw tomatoes at me, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, get ready, get get out the baseball bat. I know
3: what you're gonna say is
0: uh, all in the name of love,
3: oh. and,
0: and I don't believe you. Those two, oh. they're okay. Uh. Yeah, they're to me, they're okay. They're pleasant. They're pleasant. But I don't I believe you
3: a little what goes on. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it has a nice little country twang. I, I, you know, that's fine. I like that. I don't know. They Forget just get
1: about those rings and things and the powder for your nose. How can you not like that line?
0: <laughs> okay, that's a decent line. That's a, that's a decent line. <laughs> But I I just didn't think they were as, they didn't stand out for me as much. I don't hate them or anything, but my gosh, the other tracks on here, I mean, just, just incredible. Don't go where the road don't go. One of my all-time favorite Ringo tracks. Crank that in your car. Uh, It's just, you know, a good time. Uh, Classic Jeff Lynne. Uh, kind of uh, production Uh, you know and I can you can always tell a Jeff Lynn production too that (sighs) drum and guitar sound with the slight reverb you know it's as soon as you hear it you're like Jeff Lynn but it's a good thing it's a it's a good thing Um, and Golden Blunders as you mentioned Tom I I love that one Um, you know great uh, great Lyrics very reflective love the hard hitting drums, as I mentioned with those slight reverb during the you know sort of when the music drops out Um, and uh, very catchy Ringo's voice sounds particularly strong there Um, Mm -hmm. after all these years uh jeff lynn again it sounds like i mean elo could have recorded that too and i then you know but i i liked it uh in a heartbeat as you guys have talked about and it was funny um when uh, ken you talked about um was it don't worry baby yeah Yeah. in my notes i wrote beach boy sound so Mm. i mean it was it definitely uh, that what goes around that is a great great rocker and i just love that it's it it lyric wise, it, it kind of is, is like his version of uh, Tony Bennett's I want to be around. I mean, just a great kiss off kind of song, mm. <laughs> you know, saying, you know, well, you cheated on me. Well, you know, what goes around comes around and, and just uh, and then that kind of epic jam that happens toward the end. and I mean, it's it's just a great album closer and um, you can just tell Ringo's just having a ball. Mm -hmm. um you know it's just uh wonderful as you said ken you know he just sounds so engaged Mm -hmm. on on this album also as you point out yeah there are all these different producers but it's not a like glaring transition uh from cut to cut in fact i was surprised um with uh, don't know a thing about love i was convinced that was a jeff lynn production Mm -hmm. and i look it up nope don was Mm -hmm. i thought my god i thought that was jeff lynn i was convinced um so that's how much they can sound like each other Mm -hmm. but it it is just i mean a stellar stellar effort with top producers showcasing ringo at his best ringo engage great vocals great drumming i mean you know it's i mean despite the you know the slightly you know the songs that i found you know slightly less good i mean i'll put it that way because <laughs> they're not mm-hmm. i don't hate the songs or anything um i i, I love this album uh, you know it's great. this and ringo that i love mm,
3: yeah and uh, what's my name the album not the song The album.
0: oh yeah and what's my name that's a great one too <laughs> i like that album. one too yes oh, yeah. absolutely joe i agree um,
3: you know um Some comments here. Uh, Someone says, don't know a thing about love sounds current and not Mm. dated even to this day. Well, um, I know I love it and I love the female uh, or female, I think, whatever it sounds like. The vocals. the the, uh, the,
2: The two guys from Jellyfish. Yeah. Again on that? Yep. yep, I don't believe just, you. Just, yeah. You guys Joe's from the back as well.
3: Yeah. Come on, guys, you're making a fool out of me on this show. <laughs> <laughs> guys and girls, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. No, well, our and, female backing vocals really great on it, Daniel said. Mm-hmm. Daniel is not female vocals. Mm-hmm. Well, but it's V-Less, but it, it anyway. Does it, like it. it does, it does, does sound, sound, sound like it. It, it does sound
0: like it. I think if yeah. you
3: look, I think there are female singing along there are. some of these songs. There are, there are some. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and good point,
0: I was going to make that, by the way, that this does not sound dated. That the whole album mm. does not sound dated at all good point. Right.
1: Well, yeah. i don't, know, I I don't just, know how
3: that one sounds like modern but yeah. i would li- I, 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 don't like like too much modern music so
1: right. nah. but <laughs> no I, but it know, doesn't
0: it really yeah. none of it i mean it does sound Jelly like fish. it could be recorded today
1: mm-hmm. yeah a couple of things that we should mention as well is during these sessions uh, he recorded the song you never know which ended up on the curly sue uh soundtrack yeah. and this was also the album that uh paul sent him the uh angel in disguise uh track uh fall ah, yes. you know ended that Paul, up... he's yeah. in
3: on everything you know that <laughs> yeah
1: exactly So he's got something that fall.
2: and uh well notes if, um, if you read the eight arms to hold you book mm-hmm. they list other other tracks that were worked on right there exactly. was a song during the Jeff Lynn sessions called call me
1: mm-hmm.
2: right About the same one that's on goodnight vienna right and right it was unreleased
1: yeah and then um everybody wins or and you know, oh, yeah everybody wins and then yeah, yeah if you have the japanese uh, version yeah. which this is then you get the bonus track which is don't be cruel don't be cruel. Yeah, cruel. yeah fun comedy. yeah i
3: had that on a I might have had that on a single or something. I had that on a CD single. Don't be cruelly Elvis uh, cover. Uh, speaking of covers, I didn't know. I better get this right. Mm. I didn't know for a long time that Golden Blunders was a cover. Was a cover. Yes. Yeah. Pics- you know, oh, I didn't even pixies, know that when posies. I first took it. <laughs> I didn't know that. Right. I didn't know that. It, uh, you know, that was a blunder. Posies, pixies. On my part. I made a couple of Golden Blunders here. But... Uh, <laughs> yeah so what other songs do we got here well of course every everybody wins everyone wins on right the why not album right mm-hmm. we, we did it uh, mm-hmm. and uh, well, i know it's one of my favorite tracks <laughs> off why not i think it was why not
2: is everyone wins which uh could the have way, maybe made the, this the album the original version of everyone or everybody wins was mm-hmm. released
1: it came out yeah it was a b-side the German CD singer. German ger- oh, German it was wow. I don't have uh it. don't go where the road don't go. Hmm.
3: Oh, hmm. I, I must get that. I must get oh, it. Oh, I don't have that either. Because I really like that song. Oh. And you what about the curly sue song? Uh, you'll never know. You never yep.
0: Yeah, yep. you mentioned that. But, but
3: there's yeah, one yeah, other that was song that, one
2: that's I found to be very interesting, which is and you know, this is this what's been written up. Um, apparently, he recorded Thank You for Being a Friend. Hmm. Really? One of the Peter Asher sessions. Well, you know, Andrew Gold is on this right. album. Yes. And he's mm-hmm. on um, Golden Blunders. Mm-hmm. So he was there at the sessions. And um, that's a song that's listed that Ringo recorded.
0: My so, God. Be- I would love to hear that. <laughs> so.
2: I wonder, you know, maybe it was attempted, it wasn't finished, I don't know what, but um, yeah, kind of interesting that, you know, if you think about it, that was recorded while the Golden Girls was still Mm -hmm. on television, so Mm -hmm. that song was, you know, heard quite often, it still is, in syndication, but um, it's not like he was bringing back an old hit from Andrew Gold, because the song was, was out there every single week on television, so... Yeah. Would be wow. interesting to hear Ringo's version of that. I would I would love mm. to hear that. Hmm.
3: And I imagine should have used that, used that version for for the show. When yeah.
1: <laughs> I still want to seek out his version of I Can Help, which he did during the those yeah, sessions. Yes. I, for Ringo, uh-huh. I,
0: I could totally hear
3: him doing that. Yeah, Absolutely. I think that's a perfect yeah, I, I've heard there. that. I've heard that before Ringo's version of it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one that I've could heard. I don't do know remember where. But... I'm sorry, when I was on the air in New Jersey on WDHA, somebody said to me, You know, doesn't I can help sound like Ringo? You know, the Billy Swan <laughs> yeah. version, and right. I never thought about it before. And now it's like, Yeah, yeah I can, I can hear, I could hear Ringo do that, and lo and behold, he, he ended up covering it during the chips. <laughs> yeah, but he yeah. could probably do if it's really, you know, well produced, a good version
0: mm-hmm. of Sure, mm-hmm. I could, I you know, could.
3: Uh, yep, one I thing think. that I wanted to mention is whenever we discuss uh something like i don't know i've discussed it don't go where the road don't go um i always say how there's a part in there that when i first heard this i really loved and still love and something i later became sick of and you know where i'm going with this i always mention this it has to do with ringo name check and it don't come easy oh don't and come everything. easy yeah. And oh, yeah i just love the way it comes off in this song you know it yes. was so cool to reference that you know mm-hmm. i said don't right. come easy you know right. and, but you know, i, I do he... like
1: the i do like the track the lyric that's before that is now i'm back and i'm here to say i'm looking out for number one i yeah, think that's yeah. a great line for a ringo song
3: yeah now i'm gonna i'm gonna really do it up here because i feel like doing this All right i saw him perform again on arsenio another time he did don't go where the road don't go and he was on and at i was walking in the midnight sun i think was the one of the lyrics the lyrics and he, I wish he did it on the record the way he did it there. He has this thing he does when he really gets it. He's really affected him, and he's really in a rocking mood. Goes, I was all get I at night, son. I love when he does that. He really rocks like that. I remember him doing that. and saw him like thinking, uh, I want to be your man like that. I want to tell me that you love me, baby. When he does that, sometimes I like when he really like lets himself go like that. And I remember him doing that. every time I watch that clip, and I'm like, oh, it would have been so great if it was on the record that uh, song
0: sounds great live i think he did that uh when i saw him on the all-star band uh tour where he had like billy preston uh mm-hmm. the guy from the young rascals whose name i'm blanking out on um
3: uh cavalry yeah, yes He's playing uh, with mickey Dolan's now
0: yep oh really oh wow yeah and he did that song on on that tour and uh and it was uh it just sounded great live i uh, wish he'd bring it back bring it back ringo if you're if you're <laughs> listening or watching this on in your current tour do it 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 it, it sounds great
3: and, and that, that is our fun. show <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing else to add of this album. Um, you know, I mean, I've been giving my opinions all along. You know, I I really like uh, eight of the ten songs very much, and uh, yeah. Did you say which just... songs you didn't like? Well, never. I mean, I, well, Runaways probably my yep. least favorite, and I, I I never really warmed to the last track, What Goes Around. But I, I got I'll give that another chance after this show. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been a while since I played the whole thing. Um, I used to play it in the car all the time, mm-hmm. and uh, just, just I don't know. It's a fun album. in Most places, uplifting, kind of bouncy. It, it, it's a feel-good kind of album, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So well produced, the whole thing just sounds good to me. And uh, yeah, I re- again, we've said this a million times here, uh, but I'm telling you, give it a chance. If you say, well, look, uh, is there any Ringo stuff that you know you, you would recommend to me? This is a good one, you know. You know, I think a lot of other ones are good, but that, you know, that's another story. Aged like a fine um, wine. I don't know. anybody. (laughs)
1: I'm sorry. It's aged like a fine wine. Fine wine, yeah.
3: A fine glass of water right there.
1: (laughs) I, I give uh five of the tracks on here a five out of five uh you know i just five think it's, five, you know, wow. a, a lot i mean that that many song you know and then like it was like three tracks four out of five i mean it's just it's just a really great
3: why oh, didn't think, strong I didn't think to rate them yeah
1: well yeah. i wasn't going to but i was just like i'm like this is a great song this is a great song yeah. you know it's just you know
3: yep uh, i'm trying to see if we can get any comments in here maybe yeah. um yeah Because I'm out of ideas for this album. Hey, we pretty much covered it, I think. Unless anybody has any other thoughts like to add. Well, I'm looking for comments.
0: Yeah, I'm looking too.
3: No duds on this, yes. No duds on this, full of highlights.
2: I think you also got to give a lot of credit, even though I always say the songs come first. But the musicianship throughout this whole album is just incredible. And just look at the names that are on there. These are heavy-duty musicians that have done so much studio mm-hmm. work that they've been on so many albums from so many great artists. You got Jeff Baxter on there. you've got Michael Landau on there. Yeah. Um, I really got to hand it to the two guys from from jellyfish for their for their background vocals, Roger Manning and, and Andrew Sturmer. They add so mm-hmm. much to these recordings and um and I don't believe you, by the way, was written by the two of them anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they had their own version they did right?
1: I don't know. I just think they wrote the song. It's not I'm telling you. You,
3: know, <laughs> you can go. No, that's true. They did their own version of it. I'm looking okay, at it's me. possible. I got this <laughs> off the internet. Different places. Not just one place either.
2: <laughs> oh I think
3: they did God. their own version of it. Yes. That is so funny.
0: Oh my gosh.
3: Never again. That's the last show. That's it, folks.
0: Oh, wait. Oh here we <laughs> go. Uh, the Richard, delight of
3: a few. Uh,
0: Richard per- I'm going to give this album another listen tonight. Never gave it a proper shot. Please do. I think you will really, you know, I think you will change your mind. Yeah. I, I mean, really. Listening to it again, because I hadn't listened to it in a little while. Listening to it again, I just thought, God, I'd forgotten how great this album is. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it, it really, and it, and it sounds as fresh today as, as it did 30 years ago.
1: I'm still just processing that this is a 30-year-old yeah. album. You know, over the weekend I was playing it in the CD player, and I was just letting it go, and I was letting it go, and I was letting it go, and I'm just like, this is such a fantastic, you know, poppy upbeat record. It and really guess, is. You know. Yeah. And what more can I say?
3: Without no use to pad it out anymore. I think we covered it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, any last thoughts, be my guest, folks. Close.
2: We're good. I covered everything, really. Yep. It was, all right. It was the start of, you know, the great run of Ringo's, yes, um, yeah, solo albums. Yeah. Ringo yeah, of course,
0: Renaissance
2: ver- album. Next one was
3: Vertical Man was next, right?
2: And uh, Ringo Rama.
3: Choose Love. So we'll get into all of those mm-hmm. eventually. Yes. All right. Indeed. So, kid, I'm going to hand it over to you. We talk about, you know, where to find us and all that good stuff.
0: Indeed, well, um, of course you can find us right here on this YouTube channel. Please subscribe, uh, our subscriber count is is going up. Thanks to you guys, uh, telling your friends, it's, but we need it to go up, 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 and up. And so... Up,
3: up. <laughs> you know what and, it's doing uh, now,
0: What's going yeah. up, <laughs> up, up. And so uh, so. please uh, tell your friends and, uh, and uh, just keep those uh, help us get those numbers up. But uh, the thank you as always uh, for for your support. And uh, you can of course uh, find us on virtually any uh, podcast platform. Uh, if you prefer the audio version, and I've heard from a number of you lately who uh, mentioned that you like uh, listening to our show as well. And we thank you uh, for that. Uh, one um, person emailed me recently and said he likes to listen to our show while gardening. So uh, mm. so you know. Take us along while, while you're gardening, while you're exercising, whatever you like. Um, you can also email us at talkmoresolotalk at gmail.com. Uh, give us your feedback. If you have ideas for future shows, let us know. And you just might see one of your ideas uh, on a future episode. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You can also find us on the web at talkmoretalk.com. You can follow us on Twitter at talkmoretalk Talk one that's the number 1 and uh, and of course you can find us on facebook and if you subscribe to our page you can uh, be notified of any future of our future episodes coming up. And we, a lot of times post news or, uh, news about any projects we're working on. And, uh, so you can check us out there. I think that's
3: everything. And what projects kid are you working on? What's going on? Um,
0: well, first of all, I want to thank everybody who, uh, tuned in to my first chat, live chat on our YouTube channel. It was a lot of fun, just kind of an experiment, uh, that I did and, and everybody seemed to enjoy it. So, um, so I think I'm gonna do it again uh, next month for sure uh, from, the, from the backyard, Chaos and Creation and Kit's backyard. So be on the lookout for that. For that. I will also <laughs> uh, be making an announcement very soon um, about a class, uh, actually two classes I'll be teaching in the fall. Uh, so I'll be uh, in the next, uh, I don't know, month or so, I'll, I'll make an announcement about that. It's a class, uh, this, this two-part class I'm, I'm very excited about. So, uh, so I will let you know that uh, in, uh, in the near future. And next month, I'm also going to be co-hosting uh, another Tuesday Night Record Club which will be on the Go-Go's Beauty and the Beat. I'm really excited about this. Oh, I, remember, yeah. I remember this album as a, as a kid. These, The Go-Go's were heroes to, to us girls back in the day. I mean, they were once, I remember they were once introduced on, I think it was Solid Gold, if you guys remember that show. Mm-hmm. They were actually introduced as an all-girl band and they can and they all play their own instruments
1: (laughs) isn't that a surprise oh can you believe that
0: yeah that's how they were introduced (laughs) i mean like that they it's like they were a novelty it was ridiculous (laughs) so you know it's just times times have changed thank god but uh but yeah so i'll be doing that next month uh just follow me on facebook twitter uh and uh i'll let you know dates times how to register it's absolutely free uh for the for the tuesday night record club so i think that's everything
3: well kit did you ever hear the original version yes there is one of uh <laughs> we got the beat
0: i the think i one? have a long time ago but yeah. i haven't heard it recently but yes there is an i know there's original yeah that's a cover
3: it did. righty okay yeah. All right, Tom, what's going on with you? I know there's always a lot of stuff going on.
1: Always oh, a lot of, but I promise I'll keep it short and sweet. Um, the last uh, last uh, two weeks, Andy and I, we've, we've continued our series called Things We Bought Yesterday and Today, where I'll show things that I've gotten recently, and Andy will show things that he's had in his collection for, for years, so check that out. That's called Things We Bought Yesterday and Today. Uh, we also did a 25th anniversary show for Flaming Pie, if you can believe it. it's been 25 years. Isn't that crazy? again um our last episode our last or i should say our last recent episode just dropped this past saturday where we talked to author james campion where he uh talked about his new book uh take a sad song the sad currency of hey jude which is out uh, june 1st and uh you know gone over some of that and uh, looks looks like a really good read and um again and, and then on two legs i just uh, did my recent uh take on the sofi um show which i talked about earlier in this episode so you can listen to me Babylon, for about an hour <laughs> for that uh if, if you want to so that's two legs of paul mccartney podcast on the youtube channel and we're all over the uh the, the audio platforms wherever you listen to uh your podcast you can check us out there it's uh, two legs podcast at gmail.com you can get a hold of us thank you everybody for listening we're getting more and more listeners and i appreciate all of you thank you
3: all right thanks tom and now it's ken it's your turn what's going on
2: Okay, I'll try to keep this brief, but in the last couple of weeks, my, my YouTube channel has been really yeah. active, and I have right. to admit, I can't believe all the strong interviews that I've had. Um, you might recall the last time we did a show, I talked about this guy, Sean Ross, <clears throat> who is a radio industry veteran, and mm-hmm. I talked about whether or not radio is still relevant today. Well, Sean came up with this idea, why don't I get together a lot of Beatles DJs, and so I I do a show with Joe Johnson of Joe Johnson's Beetle Brunch and Andre Gardner, who Mm -hmm. hosted Breakfast with the Beatles on WYSP first in Philadelphia and more recently, WMGK. And um, we all have done Beatles shows for a long time, 30 to, to, in my case, 40 years. And it's great to have all three of us together on camera talking about our history and our love of the Beatles and even talking about Get Back, the documentary. Mm -hmm. So there's that video. Um, Thanks to one of our listeners, Mike Nari, I got to interview John Harris. John Harris is a producer who produced and mixed live in Japan for George. He was there during the tour. And he actually went back with George to Friar Park at his home and worked on the mixing of it there. And he talks a lot about his experiences with George, but he's done a ton of work for Paul over the years. John Harris's work has been to produce live music events, not studio Mm. uh, recordings. So he was involved with everything from, oh gosh, the the Grand Central Station concert for Paul, Mm. going back to the concert in North Carolina in 1993 on Fox Television, you know, the concert for Sandy at Madison Square Garden, all kinds of events for Paul McCartney. He didn't really spend that much time getting to know Paul that well. He spent a lot of time with Jeff Emmerich, though, who worked on a lot of these live recordings. So he talks a lot about that. And it's two hours, and you learn so much, especially about what he had to say about what George is like as a person. Mm. Um, likewise, Bernie Hamburger. Bernie Hamburger is a guy whose career has been as a musician and also someone who's repaired guitars and also designed guitars. And he actually gave George Harrison the green model guitar that he used in the Real Love video and on the song. Mm-hmm. And he designed uh, an electric mandolin for him and a nine string guitar for him. He tells you his whole story. He also gave a guitar to, uh, to call Perkins as well. His story is absolutely amazing. Uh, I interviewed Paul Sally, who's the author of Little Wing, the Jimmy McCulloch story, all about Jimmy's life before before Paul and Wings and after. Um, that was incredible. David Wilde I interviewed. He's known for being a uh, music editor for Rolling Stone for many oh. years, and he's written a few books on the TV show Friends, one on Seinfeld. He's been a producer for the Grammy Awards for the last, I think it's 30 years or so, um, and he also collaborated on Lifted oh. with Ringo, yes. as well as the book before this one from Ringo, 30 Years with the All-Stars. So we talk about that and his experiences with Paul and George as well. And the last interview I did was with Jordan Rontog, who I mentioned before. He's a music journalist for Rolling Stone Entertainment Weekly, does podcast shows for Apple Music. And um, he did a number nine dream show with me on Paul McCartney. And he also talks about his new interview with Julian Lennon. So that's all on my YouTube channel, Ken Michaels. Wow. Ooh. <laughs> There's a lot to <laughs> dive in there. I'm telling you, I, I, I can't no. believe how revealing a lot of this stuff is, especially uh, John Harris and, and Bernie Hamburger talking about what it was like hanging out with George yeah. um, and how down to earth a regular guy he was. Um, all he's talking about here just a mm -hmm. sample
3: Danny just a little sample that's all it is just a little sample
2: (laughs) Uh, just two more things things we said today we'll be doing a new show Wednesday this week so it should be out Wednesday or Thursday it's actually a listener suggestion and it has to Hmm. do with um, transitions in Beatles albums this listener came up with this idea and it's actually a lot tougher than you think You have to talk about a Beatles album and a song that you think could have been on the previous album from the Beatles that Mm. would have fit there. And also what might have fit on the next album. Wow. Uh, I think to say not every Beatles album was a drastic change. One after the other. There were some smooth transitions, like what song from with the Beatles could have worked on Please Please Me and what song from with the Beatles could have worked on A Hard Day's Night. And you take it through all the way through, well, Abbey Road, considering that the last album. So, we're going to do a show on that. And then there's my website, kenmichaelsradio.com, every week with Beatles trivia. I've got a game up there right now called Follow Me, one of Paul's songs. <laughs> and you can win one of 10 great prizes, including uh, I have an old copy of the DVD for Rock Show. It's one out sure. of 10 that you can win. That's kenmichaelsradio.com. If you can, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. A lot's going on. I got more interviews coming this week. Ken Michaels radio. Thanks a lot. Wow. Thanks, Ken.
3: And over at my channel, uh, me and Mr. Mayo, I got nothing. (laughs) There's a lot of of good stuff there, but you know, you'll find out. Uh, So anyway, thanks everybody for watching. This has been a lot of fun. As always, I've had a great old time. And for my friends here, uh, Kid O'Toole, Tom Huniotti, Ken Michaels, this is Joe Mayo saying don't go don't go where the road don't go because you'll never run you'll never outrun the gun <laughs> <laughs> I said it don't come easy <laughs>
0: Good night Later